You're listening to The Kelly Joe Show on Talk Jive Radio, a Damonden production distributed by the Institute for Native Arts and Media, a 501c3 nonprofit organization based in Norman, Oklahoma. The views and opinions expressed in this segment are those of the individual and do not necessarily reflect those of the INAM organization. Welcome, welcome. I am in recovery mode, as you can tell, uh, but we're just going to push on through. How about that? Uh, so this weekend, this past weekend, as some of us were lying on what felt like our deathbeds, watching the Sooners take care of O-State, and it's a good thing that we came out and hit them in the mouth the first quarter, because that's all we did. So I was, I was happy for that. Couldn't, couldn't even, couldn't even get up off the couch. I tried to raise my head and my neck was like, "Mm -mm, it's too heavy. So I just, so that's basically what I've been doing is trying to, trying to get upright. I don't even really know what day it is. Everything is just kind of melted together. Um, But I know it's a weekday and I know it's before Thanksgiving and I know I had to do some segments today. So there you go. I'm finally up and out of bed. So hope everybody's doing well. But this weekend... Oklahoma's newly reelected pretendian governor had a son who drewsed it and um, he got pulled over and you know what I'm gonna let non-doc tell the story I am gonna let non-doc tell the story so this was published um, yesterday, and the headline is Drew Stitt, others offered deferred prosecution if they entered DA's program. John Andrew Stitt, the 20-year-old son of Oklahoma Governor Kevin Stitt, and three other minors caught in possession of alcohol have been sent a letter by the Logan County District Attorney's Office offering participation in a deferred prosecution program that involves community service, fee payment, and potential revocation if terms of the program are not met or if the participants violate the law again during the program period. A drug and alcohol risk assessment could also be ordered through the program, which has existed for about three years and is aimed at diverting first-time offenders from the criminal justice system. If Drew Stitt who told a Logan County deputy sheriff that cases of alcoholic beverages and a box of firearms were his were his October 31st outside were his out October 31st outside a Guthrie haunted house declines to participate in the, the deferred prosecution program he will be charged with a criminal misdemeanor of a minor in possession of alcohol according to district attorney Laura Austin Thomas We have what's called a deferred prosecution program in both Stillwater and in Guthrie where we offer people on certain offenses of which minor in possession is one who have absolutely no priors the the ability to enter into the deferred prosecution and community service and whatever my executive director of rehab services thinks is appropriate for that person, Thomas said. If they complete the deferred prosecution, then the charges will not be filed. Thomas, who serves as a district attorney for Payne and Logan counties, said about 170 people are currently completing the deferred prosecution program. 
particularly in Stillwater, where Oklahoma State University is located, you get minor in possession a lot. And we don't want everyone to have a criminal record because even misdemeanors mean a lot to some people now trying to get a job. That's the purpose of a deferred prosecution. And I want you to know Drew Stitt was not treated differently in the slightest. That's my worry, that people will think that. Logan County Sheriff Damon Devereaux told Ben Felder of the Oklahoman that he also believed no special treatment had been provided to Drew Stitt or his friends. People are talking about this being swept under the rug, but we did a fully detailed report that day and submitted an affidavit to the district attorney's office for charges, Devereaux told the Oklahoman. Why they haven't filed anything is beyond me. Thomas explained that the deferred prosecution process to Nondoc on Monday, and she said that news articles over the weekend that outlined the October 31st incident resulted in many people thinking the governor's son received preferential treatment from sheriff's deputies and her office because the article said no charges had been filed. What they said was true. No charges have been filed because we sent the letter, but it's not an accurate representation of what our office does and intends to do in this case. Thomas said, I knew right away when I was advised of the situation that if they had no priors, it was going to be a deferred prosecution situation. Thomas said she was frustrated by the weekend's news reports because they lacked information on how her office was handling the cases. No press contacted me, or at least one reporter from every place has my cell phone number, she said. I was waiting for that one day. I figured I'd, I'd one day they'd pick it up. Whether Drew Stitt or the other three underage individuals caught with alcohol will agree to Thomas's deferred prosecution program is unclear. Governor Kevin Stitt's press secretary declined to comment on the situation Monday. Thomas, meanwhile, said most people agree to participate in an effort to keep cases off their permanent records and save money. And to save money? <laughs> it's just a more common sense way of us doing stuff. We don't really advertise this program, she said. I'm aware of all the negativity that thinks DAs don't do anything to divert people from criminal justice system, but we do. We just don't go toot our own horn, but I'm quite happy with this program. Thomas outlined how the Deferred Prosecution Program works. Offenders who qualify, meaning they have no prior adjudications with the criminal justice system, are sent a letter offering two dates for a meeting with the district attorney's office. If the offender declines to attend the meeting, they are charged with the applicable criminal violation and are prosecuted. If the offender agrees to participate in the Deferred Prosecution Program, they meet with the Rehab Services employee in the district attorney's office. According to Thomas, that employee, quote, figures out if they need a drug and alcohol assessment or whether it was just a really bad judgment call, end quote. You gotta be kidding me. They all end up doing some sort of community service that we pick because they live in different places, Thomas said. The cost for a deferred prosecution is less than the court cost for a court-filed case. So when we designed this program, this is what we wanted it to be, a less expensive way to handle everything. Thomas said the deferred prosecution agreements typically last either 6 or 12 months, depending upon the case at hand, but can sometimes be as short as 90 days. Some people have failed the program before, and we have terminated them from the program and filed charges. We make this as easy as we can if they, if they want to accept this. So that's why when somebody doesn't accept, it's pretty shocking, really. Thomas said the letters for Stitt and the other three offenders were mailed recently, so she said she was unsure whether they had even received them yet. 
I've had no contact with the governor. I don't talk to the governor about this or anything, said Thomas, who had previously clashed with the state administration regarding his appointees to the Oklahoma Pardon and Parole Board. Guns, trooper escorts, raise eyebrows. Thomas said she reviewed the report from the Logan County Sheriff's Office personally and that her office checked to make sure none of the implicated individuals had a prior criminal record. Obviously, the concern with us is in this particular case was the presence of guns, Thomas said. It was a horrible judgment call to leave guns in the back bed of your pickup truck. However, John Stitt immediately claims them when they are sitting out in the parking lot and here come the police. So there's no indication that the guns were loaded, that guns were used, that gu the guns were not taken because they were not related to any crime. Oh, Lord. Thomas said Stitt said the others would not have been eligible for the deferred sentence program if the guns had been brandished or fired that evening. That would have been a very different deal from this, she said. According to the Sheriff's Office report, Deputy Caitlin Long responded to a call regarding found firearms which are located in a box outside of a truck owned by Drew Stitt. An OSU student who joined the Oklahoma Army National Guard in 2020, Stitt approached Long and said the box of guns containing two rifles, two pistols, and ammunition was his and that it may have been removed from his truck, which may have been left unlocked by accident. Long said Drew Stitt asked Drew Stitt if any of the firearms were his father's, and he said one long pistol belonged to the governor. Long wrote that Stitt initially denied being intoxicated, but later admitted it. I then requested he call his father and ask him to come and retrieve the firearms as he was clearly intoxicated and underage, Long wrote. He did so, and I was able to speak to his mother and advise her of the situation. I was later advised that a trooper was en route to retrieve the firearms. Yeah, that, that ain't happening with a brown person, is it? While searching the truck, Long found cases of natural light, Natterday, and twisted tea, as well as an additional rifle. Another individual in the parking lot reported that his vehicle had been hit by an empty twisted tea can. Long seized all of the alcohol. I then placed the rifle into the gun box with the other firearms and awaited the arrival of OHP. OHP Trooper Syme 789 arrived on the scene a short time later, and I turned over the box of firearms to him. He then placed them in the bed of Stitt's truck, which an underage woman was driving as she did not appear intoxicated, and advised that he would, be, he would then be following them back to Stillwater and securing the firearms. Thomas said the description of the events outlined in Long's report support her decision to offer the deferred prosecution program. They had no problems with any of these kids. It's not an aggravated situation like some minor in possessions are. They were very respectful. Non-doc asked Sarah Stewart, public information officer for the Department of Public Safety, about the appropriateness of having highway patrolmen escort Drew Stitt home with firearms following an incident. She said the agency did not have any comment on the matter. Under Title 47, Section 2-101, the state statute, the state statute, quote, the commissioner of public safety shall provide personal security and protection, transportation and communication capabilities for the governor and the governor's immediate family and the lieutenant governor, end quote. OK, I got a lot to say about this. And what I have to say is that would never happen to a brown kid. That wouldn't happen to a poor white person. I mean, an, a police officer is going to pull you over. You've got, you're underage. You've got guns. You've got alcohol, all this. Who cares that you're, that's the governor's son. That's the only way. I mean, I've been pulled over. I've gotten a DUI. You know what they didn't let me do? They didn't let me call my grandma to come and get me. 
That's what they didn't do. They didn't even offer that. No, you know, like, no, nobody like, oh, well, your kid's here in trouble, so why don't you just go ahead and come on and get me? How many people has that really happened to? How, how many of, how many young Indian kids have ever been pulled over with underage, with guns, booze, all that, and, and nobody end up getting shot? I'll wait. Never. And it'll never happen. It will never ever happen and you think about all of the the state resources that go into into this statute right here title 47 section 2-101 the commissioner of public safety shall provide personal security protection transportation and so so what? So what does that really tell us? That tells us that this happened in October. That tells us that it was hidden because otherwise we would have heard about it by now. Right? Um, do you really think the governor's son, Governor Pretendian, you think Governor Pretendian's son is is going to go through any kind of deferred anything? They're going to they're going to get a lawyer. At the expense of the taxpayers. And they're going to get that kid off. And he's not going to have any repercussions for his actions whatsoever. These these law enforcement officers made sure that that was going to happen. That's, that's as plain as I can say that. And allowing these young people, especially like this. I mean, he's, he's above the law anyway. I mean, they say nobody's above the law. Governor Pretendian Stitt is above the law. His children are above the law. His wife is above the law. And we allowed that. And we obviously think that's okay in this abusive fucking relationship that we have with this guy in this state. He's just torturing us and putting the screws to us. And what do we do? We put him back in office to do it even more. And, 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 and what? So, so this was October 31st. That's why this was put under wraps. Is because the the election, the election. If that would have come out before the election, that would have put that would have that would have probably changed turned the tides against him. So you see the links that these slime bags will go to to retain power, and it's like I said, now they're above the law. So what does that mean for the rest of us? Nothing. Got to sit there and take it. Take this racist administration that's been foisted upon us and just try to do our best like Indians always have to. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm livid with this. And I know that it's some kind of historical, historically traumatic trigger where we are powerless because we are. <clears throat> so it's, it's just a really scary time it's a scary day and again you know nobody nobody really gets that chance to call their parents from the from the side of the road without going to jail or at least having to go down to the station so um thanks straight ticket voting you know um and and it really tells me about the people who voted in this governor, it tells me where y'all sit. It tells me where y'all are.
as far as law and order because the Republicans aren't the, the, the party of law and order anymore. This It's done. You're done. Don't say that anymore. Um, and, you know, you, you say you have Native friends and Native family and you love these Indians, but you voted for that guy. You don't love us because this is what you did and this is what you did to the rest of the people here in Oklahoma. You think we are you we're two notches from the bottom now. He's going to send us straight there. We'll be we'll be competing with Mississippi and he's right up there with Brett Favre. So, I'm it's like I said, I'm I'm wholly livid with this and this is just this is where we are here in Oklahoma. Thank you so much for tuning in to The Kelly Joe Show, a damn end in production distributed by the Institute for Native Arts and Media. The views and opinions expressed in this segment are those of the individual and do not necessarily reflect those of the INAM organization. For more information or to donate, you can email Native Arts and Media Institute at gmail.com. You can always catch up with past episodes of any of our shows wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much for your support.